Hello everyone, and this is a bit of a special one today. It's, uh, can you believe it, our one birthday. We are one. Happy birthday <laughs> to us. Yay! Party popper banger. That's about as much as I can get away with on music licensing. <laughs> Happy birthday. Aggressively licensed song. Is it? Yeah. Who owns a license to it? Oh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go for a bit of a Stevie Wonder outro, actually. Yeah, well, there you go, then we'll go with that. Sorted. But no, it's... It's a year. It's a year since we were we were sat in here. Was well, that room on it over there? Sat in and talking and getting the story off my ch- uh, get my story off my chest to to kickstart this journey that we've been on for the past year. How does it feel? Strangely exciting. It's comforting the right word in the sense I guess so, yeah. that I'm I'm doing something that I'm enjoying. It's giving me pleasure and it's absolutely doesn't feel like work for me it probably feels like a lot of work for you <laughs> but from our last discussion that we've just had but it's it's unbelievable and it just gives me so much pleasure knowing that there's people listening to the podcast and we're actually helping and making a difference within their lives and letting them know that it is okay to speak up mm. honestly if you could go back to this time last year and show what you've made to 12 months ago, Rob, did you, did you ever expect any of this? Or? No. If, if I, I, um, I thought, I, I, always, I was always very determined to, this is not going to be one of those things that you start and it fizzles out. If the podcast didn't take off, then I would I'd still be doing the awareness stuff and I'd still be banging out. And it goes back to the old saying that even if we get one listen and all that, jazz but it really does mean that to me that the the people that listen to the podcast and when we speak and interact um and they say to me oh you said this at three minutes and 49 seconds or whatever within the podcast is absolutely mind-blowing in the sense that people really do take mm. in everything that we say and it means so much to people and in in reverse that means so much to me that's what I love about your updates. So to, to give people a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, in the early days for shows probably one to three, I'd get a text from Rob probably a week after each show had gone out going, oh, have you seen we're up to yeah, yeah. X amount of listens? Oh, we've we've just smashed last week, last yeah. month, and, and now we're on this, this amount of listens. I don't get any of that anymore. And what I get from you, which I fucking love, is someone got in touch with me and told me this story about a time that they were da 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 and I'm like, Yep, that's what it's about. Yeah. And you can definitely see the switch in, in you. I don't know. I'm not going to say you were overly worried or concerned about the numbers or, or doing it for that reason in the first place, but I think you were probably anxious that there were people listening. I think you wanted to make sure that the message was getting out yeah. there. But I love that that's just completely stopped and now it's, we're really getting through. Yeah. Someone's it, got in touch and they said this meant something to them and that's pretty cool. Yeah. And especially if people go back to listen to episode five, where we talk about what went on in that for people to go back and, and listen to it. Um, and that was early on mm. in in the journey of the past year. Um, it's just unbelievable. And it's it makes you think, doesn't it, that it just shows how powerful and important words are. Mm. And you don't have to be on, on the TV or a celebrity to to make that huge difference in somebody's life. It could be just a regular rough-ass bricklayer mm. from the northwest of England who just wants to help people. 
And it doesn't start and end at the studio doors either. What I've, what I've really loved watching you do over the last year is it's it's the town hall at Manchester. Mm. It's other people's podcasts. It's the lives. Yeah. It's the road shows. It's it's things that you're doing. It's the connections you're making with yeah. um, folks like Lee and Tyler and yeah. Sam. Yeah, Lee and Tyler and Sam and and. All the folks you've met along the way and you've been doing bits and bobs with, there, there are definitely going to be people I miss because I, as you say, spend more time with my head buried in these waveforms than I do on the social side of things that, that you do when you're out and about. But it's it's become something bigger than I even thought it had the potential to be. And that's not throwing shade at you, that's just catching that thing that you said that I think a lot of these things start off as a great idea and and are a great idea and are a good bit of content but without any sort of soul behind it it's really easy for a podcast to just run for a bit and go it's fizzled out yeah fine the reality is you could sit down once a month and throw out a a voice note and I I still think you're making the connections you're you're making in a way that sticks and that's just really cool and it's the connect, like you were saying, the connections, meeting people like Lee, and getting because I speak to Lee every single day, and it's great, and I love the connections, the interactions on social media, um, especially Instagram seems to be our biggest platform for people connecting and messaging and just just getting that message out there and getting to meet all these amazing people, have amazing conversations, and it's it's just exactly what I need and exactly what I want. And it, it, like we spoke about when we had mind, it, this is probably my therapy. Mm-hmm. And this gives me the, the energy and the drive to keep going forward with it. And a lot of people say to me, oh, how'd you come up with that post? Or how'd you come up with this? And how'd you come up with that? Same way I came up with the idea of the podcast is mm-hmm. pretty much I just go with it. I don't mm-hmm. try and overthink it. Um, and it, that's, that's the way I do a lot of stuff. So it, whether it is... The, when I used to work on the big jobs, well, there's another thing. I've left my career mm. to pursue this. Yes, I am still doing the, the building side of it, but I'm doing it at a level on, on my terms yeah. that I can go off and do a week's road show or I can go off and go down to London and record or Scotland or wherever we're going or go and do days with people because that's what I want to do. And that's how determined I am to make it work. What What's the biggest win been for you then over the last year, do you reckon? Is it is it those connections? It's the connections and, and the confidence I've got in myself hmm. to sit. And I've always been all right standing and talking to anybody. It does Louise's head in, we'll be out anywhere. And I'll, be, I'll just talk to an absolute randomer. And that's just the way I am. And I've always been very conscious of work I guess and things having the confidence to stand up and say no I, it's that's mm. not right or it's, it should be done like this or or anything along those lines and now I can really feel the confidence in myself um, and it just it portrays and goes on to everything as well and it it makes everything work I, I think I think what you underestimate or what we all underestimate is expertise and 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 mastery and confidence and stuff like that in in whatever people do isn't something that's handed out by city mm. and guilds 
confidence comes from passion and being good at what you do comes from being passionate about what yeah. you do and actually actually being able to put a little bit of you in it yeah. so that when you step back from whatever it is you make whether it's something physical or something artistic or whatever you can step back at it and go yeah i'm i'm really fucking proud of that yeah and i think that is probably both the biggest barrier and the biggest realization for a lot of people who do stuff like this so with even with cotton city i was like oh, i can't do that i can't yeah set up a radio station i can't do sound production for people and it's stuff that i did for myself and little demo takes and all the rest of it for years and years and years and years so it's something i was passionate about then when you start to do it and it starts to get momentum you all of a sudden you're like oh my god this is something i'm really passionate yeah. about and i'm really good at and people are responding to yeah maybe that's how expertise happens maybe that's how people attaching to things happens maybe it's nothing to do with qualifications or something it says on a piece of paper the pride you get from what you do and the connection you get from what you do is doing it and yeah. be being happy doing what you're doing and it, it's it, it, you say expertise because it's funny that I, I had an email a couple of months ago by one of the big contractors saying would you come in and do a talk for us um about because we want to know your expertise on mental health i was like somebody wants thinks i'm an expert on something it it's it's really good it's enjoyable it's it's nice mm. it's, it's nice to feel that what i've got to say is important and people are listening and hanging on to every word i've got to say and th there is pressure that comes with that yeah but i try not to put the pressure on myself and just be me mm -hmm. and never change because like we spoke about because we've just recorded an episode for cotton city um for all the songs and things like that. And I tried not to think too deep and too hard into it. So I never put pressure on myself. Mm. Again, like we did with those songs, and there was no pressure to do it. And, I, and I, I'll just come up and come out with the answer, and I'll try not to seem mental healthy. Yeah, and, I, don't, and I don't think you did at all for that. So to give people a, another peek behind the curtain, we decided one way to celebrate uh, the birthday was just mix things up a little bit. So as some of you will be aware in my role as not so silent producer i do all the sound tech stuff here for the for the mind your head podcast but i also own and run an independent radio station in manchester called cotton city radio we have a, a show on there that we've invited rob on to sort of walk through his life in music basically and yeah you're absolutely right your approach to that was meant because it was just like sitting down and getting to see a whole other side of you Mm -hmm. But at no point did it feel difficult or strained or stilted or anything like that because you were just, what do I feel? Ah, that. Let's go with that. Yeah. So um, you've got there a playlist of 13, 14 tracks, which is absolutely banging. And I feel like if anyone listening to this right now wants to find out more about what makes Rob tick, um, a bit more, I guess, of a behind the curtain on your journey and yeah. your story, yeah. there's a lot there that came out kind of by accident I listened to this because and that ties into what I did mm. with Mind Your Head because and, and yeah it's it's really funny isn't it because you've just said not very mental healthy but the whole point of, of what you and I have done over the last year is to kind of prove to everyone else that mental health 
isn't mental healthy. Mm. Mental health doesn't have to be mental healthy. Yes, Nikki's absolutely right. There is a there is a time and a place for professionals in the support industry and medical professionals to give actual support for diagnosable mental health conditions. There is also a hell of a lot to say for people giving themselves the time and and self-care and self-love mm. to just give themselves the time and the self-care and the self-love. And that's kind of what I think we showed in that show is that you were able to open up on a hell of a lot of stuff without it having to be a big yeah, yeah. stigma and, oh God, should I share this? And should I say that? And is that something I want to let people into? Because I don't know. I think what I admire most about what you do is you're quite happy to eat your own dog food and go, mm. well, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. It is just talking for the most part. Yeah. Talk. Come and join the chat. Yeah. And it, it, we can start talking about anything and it always leads to somewhere and take something away from what we say on the podcast or on the socials or um, all the other bits of media stuff that we're doing now. It's just unbelievable. Um, and I can't thank people enough for supporting us and showing us support. We've got now starting to get merchandise and people wanting to buy it. Again, if, if you... Uh, you've become a full... YouTuber full kit wanker now. You yeah. Have, yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. And like, I know <laughs> it, it grates me a bit when I say it, but we've got to. Because there's there's many, many people in the industry that haven't heard what we've got to say. And there's been, not to, not to make it more of a sombre atmosphere, but in the time that we've been on the air in the past year, there's been over 700 construction workers that have taken their own life. Mm because they felt that they've not got an escape and they can't see a way out of the situation that they're in. And hopefully here at the MIHP, we can absolutely show you that there is a way out there. Mm. And I think it's also important for us to show that slightly darker and more somber side. Both you and I have personal lived experience this last year of people close to us who've attempted to take their mm. own life. And I think it's important for the people listening to know that being a quote-unquote expert in mental health or, or this being your field and the person out and about talking about it doesn't mean you're a fucking wizard. No. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to pluck people off buildings or, or, or take them down from nooses. That sounds quite graphic, but I think it is important to show people that what we are doing is we're building awareness, we're promoting conversations, we're promoting better access to mental health support and provision and signposting and things like that. We're not in any way promising to solve the problem we just want to help yeah absolutely everybody else solve it um because it is it is going to take a village it's going to take all of us pulling together to, to to make a change here yeah you can stand on your soapbox in high park corner all you want that's not what this is about or ever has been about what you're trying to do is is bring people along with you and i think going back to those connections it's really nice to see that i'm not trying to paint you out to be the Pied Piper of brickwork, but you're definitely building a following of people who are, if not interested in what you've got to say, interested in sharing their stories and talking yeah. to you about it. Because they know it'll help other people, mm. and that's that's it. If if you can have the power, because we know it, it's th that very first step talking about it is the hardest step you'll ever make, but it's the most powerful step you'll ever make, and the most freeing step you'll ever make. And if you can empower other people to do that, then that is exactly what it's all about. Bringing people together, building communities, building relationships, 
making people understand that it's not a bad thing to turn around and say, look, I don't understand what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. and you don't have to feel that you can't ask a question because if, if I was on site and I tripped over and broke my leg, I'm not going to sit there and say, no, no, I'm all right, and walk mm. it off. I'll tell you what, this is going to sound like a really, really, like, uh, frivolous and a bit of a trivial example, but I was down in um, South Wales two weeks ago meeting some friends of ours in Brecon, and I got on a paddleboard for the first time, sorry, <laughs> paddleboard for the first time, and putting that in a, in a, in a similar vein... At no point when I was about to stand on the paddleboard did I let myself like get taken over by pride and go, no, I can definitely do this. Yeah. I was fucking shitting myself. Yeah. I was like, how do I do this? Where do I sit, stand, kneel, whatever? How do I hold the paddle? Yeah. Where do I go? What happens when I fall in the water? Da -da -da -da. Because I was like 200 feet away from a... a pretty aggressive looking way i didn't want to fall into a river and not get back out and i had my flotation device and all the rest of it but you wouldn't do it in any other context no. where there's an element of risk or danger or your safety's concerned and i think if we do nothing else but encourage people to go and i don't mean to sound dismissive here get over yourself talk yeah. about your mind it's yeah. okay then surely that's got to be a good thing you're putting out into the world yeah and it's it's people uh, buying into it in the sense that the the messaging us the 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 people that we're connecting with. I know we keep going back to connections, but it really is mm. all about the connections. Ash at Britlayer Social Club, he does so much for us. Mm. Um, I, I write a blog now for his website. If you said to me a year ago, Rob, you'll be able to write in a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a pen, <laughs> um, but it's. It's it's things like that that again it's giving me the confidence to sit and write and I have to really focus yeah. at it. But I mean, the only reason Rob got into the blog is because Ash asked him for some help with some blog work and he thought he said block work. So yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm there yeah. on a monthly basis banging <laughs> these stuff out. But I and I, I mean, there's layers to that as well. There's Lindsay from RX Care who's over in America. So I'll write the blog uh, and Louise looks over it for basic spelling mistakes because it's full. It's like a red and blue blur on the page. Um, Lee feeds into it and checks it over for me. And then Lindsay, I'll send it all the way to the other side of the world for Lindsay to, because she writes really, really, really good uh, LinkedIn articles mm. as well as stuff that she does on the website. And... It comes back and it's she's now saying no, I don't need to do anything to that. Just the odd grammar, nice. uh, and it's it's just amazing that I'm getting these opportunities to do all this stuff, going and doing that week's filming with Wienerberger, um Andy Stevens. Mm. He, he's what a great connection he is, and, and, and Matt from D Five weren't that week away. I mean, one thing I'm really excited about is I know that we're sat on a couple of shows in the can that means your listeners have got what's probably going to be a, a half hour show here they've got the best part of two hours of your musical journey through life which is going to be amazing they've got what may very well end up being a three hour special coming up in december there's some really 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 good stuff and i think it is if there were two words to sum it all up it is conversations and connections mm. and and i tell you what it makes absolutely cracking listening and and even for me mixing it on 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 my end it's it's 
mostly a pleasure to go back to and, <laughs> and, 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 and listen to. And I think it doesn't surprise me hearing you say that, that there is there are going to be those little, like you say, moments at three minutes 25 where someone goes, yeah, yeah. oh, that's that's me. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was going through. Or that's what was happening in my life. It could, like people coming up to me and saying, thank you, I needed mm. that. I, ne- I needed that episode, the messages. I recently, again, got, when I was away, having real good conversations with people. Joe from Brit Jackets, he's a massive supporter for us, mm. helping us. Um, and, and people are realising and getting it what what we're all about. And in a way, they're doing the work for us now. What would you say then, and this isn't a this isn't a negative, but what would you say, I guess, to anyone who would be looking to do the same sort of thing? If you were encouraging somebody to set up their own podcast on yeah. mental health in the construction industry because they've got something to talk about it. What advice would you give? What what What's the one thing, I guess, you've learnt from the last year? Maybe not what not to do or what you'd change or what you'd have, I don't know, done a little bit sooner. What what's What are your big takeaways from this year? Do it. Don't, don't think about it and sit on it. Absolutely do it. Start getting that message out there. Be the person who they are. Um, and reach out to people. Um, was there part of you that ever thought that people just weren't interested in what you've got to say? Because I know that you were a hell of a lot more anxious when I first sat down, well, even the first or second time I sat down with you, you were a hell of a lot more anxious recording then than you are now. Yeah, because again, it goes back to the confidence thing. Am I saying the right thing? Do people want to listen to what I've got to say? Um, is it is it the right thing to say? And the answer to all of them is yes, yes, and yes. Mm. Um, and people might listen to my our podcast and think, yeah, it's okay. But somebody could start another one within the construction industry, and they come at it from a different angle, different spin on it, and that might resonate with a different audience mm. within the industry. And I'm absolutely for that. And it's it's so important that people realise that we need to all come together. Mm. Because I'm not going to lie, over the past year, there's people that I've messaged and I've said to them, can we work together? And it's just been nothing. I think what surprised me most about that, and this isn't calling anyone out, but this is probably my once a show dig at the corporate world, is what's really surprised me over the last year is the amount of opportunities there have been with corporate entities where we have got something on a plate for them Mm. and everything about their Twitter pages and their socials and their website and all the rest of it talks a really, really good game. And then when it comes down to not even a particularly massive amount of effort on their part, but us going down to rock rock up and do something that they apparently really, really, really want to be a part of, all of a sudden it becomes a, oh no, we can't really, we can't really be bothered to turn up to that. Cafe. Oh, it's coming up to May time. Um, yeah. Can can you do some work with us? Well, I approached you back in January when it wasn't at the forefront of everybody's mind, and, and it's very difficult. And you got to let swallow swallow your pride. And I don't think it's a personal thing. I don't think it's, it's a personal thing. One thing it does point towards is, I guess, part of the difficult conversation we now need to start to have with employers. Mm. Um, and with people in a position of power to go, if you really believe that you need to do more in, in this area, and we're both here to tell you, 
you absolutely do, yeah. whether you believe it or not. But if you do believe, and if this is something that's important to you, you need to do it. Not when everyone's looking in Mental Health Awareness Week. Not when everyone is is putting something on their, their Twitter feeds for World Mental Health Day. But you need to be doing it on some random rainy Tuesday yeah. when maybe just one or two people are listening. Yeah. Because the big secret, I think, for me, looking at you compared to where you were a year ago, is you've got yourself out of the mindset of, oh... Uh, what 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 if people don't like what I say or, or or what if people want to hear this or that or the other or how should I package this up for, for, for it to land with a certain audience I love that every time you step into the studio now you go I've got this to share with everyone mm. and that's it yeah that's it like you would do rocking up at a pub or at a cafe or in someone's front room for a brew you just start the conversation where the conversation starts yeah you never think oh I wonder if Banana Ruth wants to hear this yeah. from me. And, and when we first started it, I was very conscious about people that I know. And, and I had a bit of this a, a couple of weeks ago when I released the latest or uploaded the latest blog post for Britlight mm. Social Club. And I, sp I spoke about a time on a job where I ended up going to my van and crying because I couldn't control the emotions I was feeling at the time and I couldn't handle the situation that was going on. And there's people that I've worked with, I know I've probably read that, and they'll know exactly the time and date and, th and the, the, the details of that. And when we very first started it I, it, I used to think, oh, they'll know what I'm going on about and this, that and the other. Whereas now, I, I had a bit of a flashback when I released mm. that, but I was like, no, they need to know. People need to. People, the, the, there's, there's people that need to hear what I've got to say. And there's a very high possibility they already did. Yeah, probably, I, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing I've come to realise through just where we're at with masculinity generally in society is there's so many things that stop you as a lad from sharing your emotions. And when you really boil it down or look back and reflect on those times in your life, it's pretty unlikely that no one thought something was wrong or something mm. was amiss there will always be certain people in your life that just know you better than other people and yeah. have a have an inkling or an idea but there we go there's a bit of the problem again if someone's not sharing and somebody's too embarrassed to ask that's a recipe for disaster yeah. of, of two people that might mean really well in that scenario but because someone has too much pride and doesn't want to admit they're struggling and someone doesn't want to butt in and be a part of something they think they've got no place in look what could potentially happen there and mm. someone could very well go on to become a statistic and that's yeah. not what either of those people wanted in that moment no. but through a combination of pride and embarrassment terrible things can happen yeah. so if the alternative is you say something a bit awkward on a podcast that someone might go oh I didn't realise Rob was crying in his van mm. so fucking what yeah, yeah. no one died yeah absolutely I got over it and I, c I can sit here and talk about it now Probably a year ago, I wouldn't have said that story. I wouldn't have wrote that blog post. I wouldn't have had the conversations I've had with people over the past 12 months, a year ago. And a year ago, I was in a pretty good place. Mm. But because my confidence has grown and my understanding of what I'm trying to achieve with everything, it's given me the realisation that you, you just need to talk. Mm. It's it's It boils down to... I'm not trying to simplify mental health, but what I'm saying is talk 
mm-hmm. listen, don't judge, be kind. Mm. You're also not simplifying mental health. Like looking in a toolbox, you are presenting the tools you have to help people yeah. with mental health. And the biggest tool at your disposal is that platform to talk and mm. that that space, that safe space to have a conversation and invite people in. Yeah. No, you're not there to diagnose people with schizophrenia or yeah. provide medication for, for psychosis. You are there to be a safe space for people to talk. So I think it's important that... I think if you've got 12 episodes in and you still think Rob is, is I don't know, not being an authentic voice on mental health or, or, or is trying to be something that he isn't, then he's going to hate me for saying this, but you can probably tune out if I'm, if yeah. I'm totally honest. What you are doing is what you are doing and, and what you can provide for people is what you are providing for people. And I, I, I don't think anyone at this stage um, is, is, is thinking you're trying to take on a much broader piece around ingrained chronic mm. um, mental health issues apart from to give a safe space for those conversations to happen mm. and and i think you've had conversations with me about people who've been in touch and you've done bits of signposting and things like that but it is really important that you know your limits and you know where you can help and where you can't but i don't yeah. think there's any danger of what you've done so far being being lumped in with that and i think you've done a great job at, at knowing your brief i guess mm. um as, as, as heading up the Mind Your Head podcast, and I think, uh, yeah, just the response you just the response you get from what you do is is yeah, it's, it's clear <laughs> to see. It's it's um, an amazing feeling. It's um, a humbling feeling, and is a it's an important feeling in the sense that there's so many. It means so much to so many different people. I had a conversation the other day with somebody about something I said and they had looked at it and understood it a totally different way to the way I meant it. Mm. But it all meant the same thing, but they just interpreted it slightly differently. And again, that can come back to what works for you, works for you, what works for me, works for me. And it's one of those things that, again, without wanting to hammer away, is solved by a conversation. Mm. It's not solved by you second-guessing what that person thinks. The yeah. only thing that can really solve it is getting a dialogue going and going, yeah. how do you feel? Yeah. Why do you feel like that? Yeah. Oh well, let's let's move towards something else. I I don't know what to say at this point because we had invited people to ask you a load of questions about <laughs> things they wanted to know behind <laughs> the scenes, and that was a resounding success. Yeah. I could hear the crickets from here. <laughs> but I will say, and and this isn't just a, a shameless plug on my part, but we are dropping some mega content over the next couple of months. Um, but do go and listen to Rob's. Um, musical journey on, on, on Cotton City Radio because I think it will tell you a lot about the man behind Mind mm. Your Head and I think if you don't get it already you will definitely get it after listening to that I think I've been um, very lucky to meet you and get to know you and be a part of this and I'm very grateful for you bringing me along on the journey and I'm really excited to see where it goes but I think that show is something I would like people to hear to get to know you a little bit more yeah there's there's a uh... There's a lot of stuff that I haven't said before. There's a lot of stuff that people might go, oh, I never knew he'd do that. I never knew he'd listen to that. Or that that it reminds him of a certain time in his life. Um, and it might remind a certain time in your life when you listen to it. 
But and again, it's straight back. I can't you tell me, I could not the do this. The thing that surprised me most was that story with that goose. That, just, <laughs> that goose. That came well, out of it's, nowhere. It's almost as bad as the time the people that uh, followed the journey when we were on the uh, Wiener Burger tour about Wigan kebabs <laughs> and tripe. <laughs> But you'll have to go back and, and listen to all the stuff that we did a couple of weeks ago to, to to learn about that. Or I'm sure it'll get brought up again. And that's that's another thing, I think, before we sort of move on and, and tease what you've got coming up. I think that's another thing as well. It's really nice to see a bit of a mind your head myth building. Yeah. There's a lot of, I don't know, like when you watch your favourite TV series, there's a lot of like recurring things that are coming up and inside jokes and stuff yeah. like that. And it's great to have that not just happen when we're in here recording but when you're out and about and yeah yeah it's it's i I keep going back to it but it's i'm just absolutely loving it i'm loving it it's not effortless because there's a lot of effort and a lot of time it's it it can be very consuming time consuming with all the stuff that not only that you do but all the the other things Mm -hmm. that i'm involved with um and so there's many many nights last night i was up till midnight because i've got three or four posts that i want to put out and i have to try and think of them in a sense i don't think too deep about the post i'll come up with the idea i'll give louise the idea she'll build the the post the graphics for the post mm. and, and then i'll put the the writing with it but it's trying to make it relatable to everybody in in within the industry and and get it across in a language that is not all gobbledygook and medical and just um, making it um, more understandable for people within the industry mm. and relatable for mm. people within the industry. So th- there is a hell of a lot that goes on in the background for thinking about things that I've got coming up. My phone now is absolutely full of little clips um, and little bits of videos and pictures and notes and things I've we've got coming up, I want to do coming up, projects I've got coming up, there's there's projects coming up, there's going to be a big project coming up which I'm going to tell everybody about in January and that's going to be an 18 month journey that project um, to for the final part of it and there'll be people on here that I've spoke to or uh, that are listening to this that I've spoke to and know what I'm going on about so that's something to look forward to in the future and you'll be able to follow us on that journey that I'm going to do with that. Um, it's going to be a hard one. It's going to be very hard, but it's going to be very, very, um, uh, worth it. It's going to be really, really worth yeah. it to, to get to the end game that I want to do with that. Nice. Well, I think for everyone at home, the next time again, we're, we're all about releasing trade secrets today. The next time we're probably going to catch up, um, in this setting is going to be in the new year so mm. do you want to tease for people listening obviously we've got this and the uh, bonus cotton city show dropping um this month um do you want to tease what we've got coming up in december and then obviously we'll be catching up in the new year to share a bit more of the the projects we've got coming down the pipe yeah so december time the next episode that's coming out in december we've got a man that loves instagram <laughs> He loves to be busy. He um, everything he does is very slick and very uh, uh, on vogue, uh, and he's he is a very genuine, nice, down to earth guy as well. And it's it's the the biggest pod we've had 
probably because it was so easy to just keep the conversation flowing in that it was one of those where we looked at the clock and went holy shit we've been here for that long yeah so it's it's for those of you who will be tuning in in december we'll be dropping it probably the week running up to christmas if you want to give it a bit of a listen in, in bits by all means it's ideal you can basically start the podcast cook your turkey and you'll be done for christmas dinner that's yeah. that's i feel like the plan you can and it, i think if you want to know how to understand and build a very successful construction company then this is that de- that will definitely be the pod for you because the person in question has definitely done that oh 100 percent! it was an outstanding pod it was really really good it just goes to show that we ended up just rolling mm. there was no intro it was just bang straight into the conversation and, and i reckon we could have sat there for another four hours quite easily oh 100 <laughs> percent I could feel Tom's eyes burning at me saying, wrap it up, wrap it up. So the ideal length for a podcast is about <laughs> half an hour. We usually push it to 45. This is now over three. <laughs> but it just goes to show that he, he was a phenomenal guy and he was... He was it's, it's going to be hard to cut. It's going to mm. be hard to cut. There, there was a lot of gold in there. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out the other side. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, people definitely need to watch out what we've got coming up in January. And th- there'll be opportunities for people to get involved with it as well. Fantastic. Uh, all I would say is let's just see a bit more audience participation there than we were doing <laughs> yeah. these questions. In the surveys that I put when I put questions <laughs> up. But uh, again, the, for me, a massive thank you to the audience. A massive thank you to our previous guests that we've had. Because we absolutely couldn't do it without them. Mm. Otherwise, it, me and you would just be talking into dead air. And it's... It's just, um, just it's just mind-blowing. I'm tripping over my words because I'm trying to emphasise it in the best way I can to basically say thank you. Mm. Thank you to everybody who's been involved. Thank you to all the, the messages, the people that send me messages. Thank you to the, the amazing people that I've met over the past year and the, the conversations I've had. And ultimately, thank you to you, Tom, for answering the phone to me when I need it, d- putting in the horrendous amount of hours that go into these podcasts because people might listen to it, listen to it and think, oh, it's 45 minutes for an hour. But for every hour we talk, there's probably four hours editing for you. And it's humongous. The days out we've had, the, the, the evenings that you sacrifice for me, and I can't thank you enough for it. It means the world to me. It really, really does. That you believed in me a year ago. The, the September, I think, we started talking. And he said, yeah, let's do it. And we're, we're a year and a bit later and it, it's going strong and you're you're still here answering all the questions that I'm sending you, um, deciphering the text messages when my mind's working at 100 mile an hour and I've got all these ideas that I want to do. And um, I, I really, really couldn't do it without you. So no. thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. I uh, don't really have much more to say to that other than thank you for letting me be a part of it. So I'm going to throw you over to take us out on an outro and just leave you with a happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. It's and been a pleasure. Let's see if I can do this one. It's been a year in the making, this. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode and all the previous 12 episodes that we've released. Um, and just keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading that awareness. Keep interacting with us. Everybody can follow us on all the socials at the NYH podcast and 
please like, share and subscribe. Send the podcast to people that you think might need that little bit of help and support and let them know and understand that there is help out there that and they can get the help that they need and they deserve and get them back on the road to recovery and back to being the, the person that they were before or a better version of the person that they were before. So thank you very much. Hope to speak to you soon. Cheers.